Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, changemakers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. What up, guys? It's Emily. And I'm Lisa. And we are the Conscious Collaboration. What up, Emily? (laughs) I would like to introduce everybody to my good friend, Josue Enrique from the International Feng Shui Guild. And he's here to do a little talk with us about time and what that means. And it seems like you guys, we've been doing a little pre-chat and we've been talking about the Oh, gosh, you know, like, especially in the Western world, we're always like, there's not enough time. Um, mm-hmm. And we all know that it, the only constant there is, is change. And mm-hmm. uh, so, Josue, um, you and I met in the International Feng Shui Guild, um, virtually, of course, because you're located in, where are you located? San Antonio. San Antonio, yeah. Um, do you want to give a little a little bit of background in... Um, and uh, what brings you, you know, how we got connected and, um, you know, what is your perspective and what are you currently studying? Sure. Thank you very much for the invite. Well, nice to meet you both, even if it's electronically. Mm-hmm. So, well, I've been studying for a while now, Taoist arts. Um, one of my main uh, goals behind it is le- learn a little bit more about how the universe works. Usually. That that's which that is something that will actually drive me in understanding how things work, even uh, from any perspective. And I think Taoism has a very interesting way of explaining how things things come together. So eventually, I started learning Feng Shui, and that's how I got into Feng Shui Guild. I'm new, kind of sort of new in San Antonio, so searching out for friends and special friends that talk on the same language. So they don't, they don't freak out when I talk about energy or something around it. So it's been very nice, very nice meeting both. So I'm here. Yeah, really like that you always bring a lot of wisdom and science too. You're always seeking the science um, yeah, and the like mechanics it. behind what you're practicing. So I really like and respect that about you. Um, you so I think that really comes across in the professionalism of how you're able to communicate energy with people that might be kind of. Um, that might be off-putting to them. Skeptical. Skeptical. Yeah. How do you how yeah. do you that in conversation? Uh, it depends pretty much on the on the edge we're talking about. And actually, now that we were talking in the beginning, I one one story came to me, um, and I think well, I would like to share it with you. I think it's a good start starting point. Sure. A few years ago, when I started learning traditional Chinese medicine and under this Taoist perspective, uh, there was a parent that was very uh, confused about his kid. So he says, like, you know, the, my son tells me that he hears some voices, he behaves very badly, and he's always sleeping, and we don't know what to do. We're talking to the doctor and they say it might be schizophrenia and you know the 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 panorama was looking really really bad so they bring it to the clinic with my teacher and by the time i was learning with him 
and immediately he see the kid, watch, take the pulses, and say, well, can you tell me a little bit more about it? So yeah, well, uh, the kids are saying, yeah, I can hear people talking to me and, you know, it's very weird. Sometimes I want to kill myself. So it started building up. And at the point, my teacher said, like, okay, how old are you? <laughs> and says, I just turned 16. And I say, okay, well, that's the issue. You know, uh, have you been eating good? Well, more or less. Uh, have you been sleeping good? Well, no, I stay up, stay up late playing video games, uh, you know, stress of the school and my parents, well, they're not very helpful. So long story short, he said like, well, from this point on, it's important that you go to sleep early, you eat good on time. We're going to give you a few therapy sessions, acupuncture sessions, and we'll see how you progress in the following three weeks before you actually well they told to the parents before you actually take him to the doctor to the psychiatrist because most likely he will give him pills and you know there's this uh not very likely situation of that you will be healed just you'll be controlled mm -hmm. and three weeks later the guy was doing very good you know I stopped hearing the voices and everything and this is one of the main reasons I like about timing, besides being layered, is that we're also subject of these variations in times. We're also seasonal. We're also uh, time. We are part of the nature. So mm -hmm. tip, tip for the listeners, if you're a boy or a, or a man, Every eight years, we suffer very important changes. And every multiple of eight, we should be very careful a little bit before your birthday and a little bit during and after to be eating good and be resting good. Because those years for men, every eight years, body will take resources from you and do what it needs to be done for change. Let's, mm -hmm. let's say just change from summer to uh from spring to summer, then there's some changes, temperature changes, activity changes, and the same from autumn to winter, winter to spring. So for us, super important, always take that into account because sometimes the, the, the behavior may be just a result of being in that transitional period. And it's not necessarily bad. It's just an indication that you're not doing the right or you're not taking care properly of your body. And for women, it's every seven years. So if you have a kid that she's seven or is close to be 14, most likely those periods starts, you know, behaving strange or they don't eat or they don't feel comfortable or even they start hearing voices. It's not they're go going crazy. It's just they need rest and be well fed and that will actually solve the problem <laughs> mm -hmm. so much sense yeah the you know the and um and we both have seven-year-olds so yeah yeah but it's like it's like really you know watching as a parent you know seeing the integration of all the experiences and it's it's a lot for 
I mean, every, I can imagine in every life stage too, but we're having to integrate and catch up to where we are based on all of the influences. Yeah. Well, and that's just sort of a, a picture of modern medicine as a whole and the modern way of handling things. And even I, I've been a nurse for, I don't know, since 2011, however long that is. Um, and, uh, you know, we always want to jump to the complex solution. We're smart and we know a lot of things. And so, you know, we're excited to get into the, the puzzle solving aspect of things and, oh, which medication and what do you, you know, what do you think is going on with the brain chemistry? But we forget to just start with the basics. Are mm. you sleeping? Are you breathing properly? Literally, are you getting sunlight? You mentioned, you know, we're we're a part of nature and we're so disconnected from it um, as a society. And, and it's like to bring in that science part of it, you know, it's not just like people nagging like, oh, get, get your sleep, you know. Literally every cell in our body has a like blue light sensors that dictate our circadian rhythm and that mm -hmm. never changes with, even if we work night shift our whole life, our body down to the cellular level never actually wants to like, it's, it's always going to be disconnected in some way if you're consistently off of that circadian rhythm. Yeah. And actually that comes pretty interesting because it's, as we were talking early, it's very fashionable to be super busy, never having mm -hmm. time, mm -hmm. going to bed late because A or B or Z. And for example, from, from this perspective, from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective, it's very recommendable that you stop eating, for example, before 8 p.m. I think here in the US it's it's pretty it's pretty good because you breakfast early, eat midday, dinner is around six. So it's perfect. But I've seen, for example, in Mexico, people just like the party and you know you'll be eating tacos around midnight. <laughs> so the problem with that is that we forget that within this timing and all these cycles, liver is the in charge of cleansing the blood. So if we ate past, if we eat past 8 p.m., some of that blood will concentrate in the stomach to process the blood, well, for metabolism and process the food. Uh, so that piece of the blood won't be cleansed. So one day, not a problem. Two days, maybe not a problem. Two weeks, then half of your blood is clean, the other half is not clean. So what happened mm. in the long run? You start running with dairy oil. <laughs> the tequila, like the tequila might contribute a little <laughs> bit to that too. <laughs> the Absolutely. tequila with the tacos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So eventually, what will happen is you'll get intoxicated, and mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of uh, illnesses come from that part. Mm. Not not mm -hmm. having a clean blood, and then it will, you know, just domino effect into it because you ate late now you can't go to sleep what you will do see the see the mobile phone so light liver is connected to the eyes 
And that's something very interesting <laughs> because uh, sometimes, you know, after 9 p.m., just board phone, but eventually, I don't know, work emergency or you just go to the movies or whatever happens. So you're still seeing the screen after 9, 10, and then you go to bed and you cannot sleep. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting because according, again, from TCM, liver is friend of movement. Liver is connected to your eyes. So what happens if you overstimulate your eyes? Now you need to move. You're just saying the liver, hey, wake up, wake up. We are, we are inputting the stimuli so you react. And if he's reactive, then now he needs to move. And if you go to sleep, you won't be able to sleep because liver is going to be like, hey, now you wake me up. Now we need to move. We need to move. What happens? You tend, you end up uh, sleeping after 1 or 2 a.m., then dragging to the next day, waking up late. Uh, late. And we can keep layering up. <laughs> mm -hmm. We already know that sleep is super important in metabolism process. So you wake up late. Now, probably next day, due to the previous night, miss changes. Now you may be eating more than you actually need to because you are all, you are not uh, balanced. So mm -hmm. then you eat more, you have more cravings, and then starts just this snow snowball effect and eventually when it happens well some people start developing uh, overweight or stress or aging rapidly and it's all from a very simple slight change in your schedule <laughs> like mm -hmm. okay dinner stop stimulating your eyes and on the other day that could be actually your solution you cannot wake up Watch the phone. You right. will immediately mm -hmm. stimulate your liver, and you will will feel will be feeling the need of moving, waking up as fast as is possible. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's wild! Wild, yeah. And and as we talk about, you know, even our environments as well too, like the liver, um, the eyes, and then within our environments, it, that connection is with more like the fire energy within um, the south sectors of our environment. So mm -hmm. it's really, um, you know, I wonder, like in your experience, have you noticed there are any connection with your inner um, health and your, your environment? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if, for example, another very interesting part of it, if you don't sleep in total darkness, mm -hmm. just as Emily was saying, you have light monitors along your skin so yeah. especially for women it's it's super super important to sleep in a very dark in a very dark space a little light will trigger hormone problems mm -hmm. so if you're sleeping with the little red dot of the tv or the little green dot of the smoke detector you won't have that actually um, recover from sleep will be like teased. And I've, I've, I've seen it's 
for example, before in the house, before I was in the, in the house I was living before now, you could also hear the traffic. Yeah. So mm -hmm. no rest, close light. Then when it happens, you're always moody, <laughs> having bad day, bad humor, not being recovered. Then health starts deteriorating. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. One of the things that I like to try to help people with, because one of the biggest barriers, I want to say, to creating good habits or perceived mm -hmm. barriers uh, is sort of adapting these things that we know we need to do into our modern lifestyle because there's also what comes with that you know elements that are to to some degree out of our control things having to do with you know work obligations yeah you know you know living with people that that have other habits and things like that so i i like to work with people on finding like sort of hacks and 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 little things that they can do to mitigate uh you know when when we identify these these problems but without um disrupting you know because if they if they feel like i mean you're going to expect to disrupt your disrupt your routine to some to extent right yeah. because you 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 know what you're working with is the idea that changes need to be made but if if people perceive too many barriers to making that change then they'll just throw their hands up in the air a lot of times and give up on all of it because it becomes too overwhelming um so do you have any sort of like little tips and tricks or hacks to to make small changes that add up to big changes well i think you just make the the brief <laughs> small changes is the key yeah. um, within that you can also mm, time it uh, mm -hmm. let's let's take a, maybe an example would be an interesting point of view i don't know if you have someone of, of the top, on the top of your mind we can take from like a, a a client uh -huh, case? case or yeah case study or some someone or or activities that you actually would like to change that you feel they're in the way of uh, making a healthier lifestyle yeah so um well i'll i'll give you an example of how i try to um fold it into just the iron yoga fitness lifestyle in general because i so um along this a lot of the same lines although again kind of a different school of thought i guess um but coming to the same <laughs> conclusions very similar conclusions um I tell all my clients that there are three daily non-negotiables, easy peasy stuff, but that if done every day and checked off every day over time will improve your health, uh, you know, times exponentially. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is breathe, ground and get sunlight. 
Okay. Breathe, ground, get sunlight. I, you know, and then I kind of try to work with people on ways that they can integrate uh, those checkpoints into their daily habits that they already do so that it's not, you know, making some, some huge overhaul um, all at once. So, you know, maybe if somebody has their coffee in the morning, I'm like, okay, so you can go outside um, shoes off if, you know, appropriate, <laughs> uh, and have your coffee and have, you know, your eyes exposed to that daylight. Um, and you know, as much skin as appropriate exposed to that daylight and just have your cop and do some, uh, some sort of intentional breathing practice, whether it be a fancy breathwork practice or just intentionally deep breathing for a couple of minutes and do all that, you know, have your coffee and boom, in 20 minutes, you've crossed out all of your daily non-negotiables. That's nice. Well, uh, the only thing I will add on top of it, um, one thing that it's pretty common when we work on that part, or at least what I've noticed, when we have an, an extra amount of energy, we will usually go and waste it on the thing we like the most. So my mm. first question <laughs> for the person would be, what are you doing right now that if you have an extra punch of energy, you will actually jump into it? And mm. then you'll find the habit that needs the most of the change. Uh, an ah. example, let's say there's, let's take coffee. So we create a little bit of controversy here. Nah, okay. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> let's say someone is, says, well, I need my morning coffee because otherwise I don't work, which is a common, common saying. I say, okay, no problem. From a natural point of view, Taking coffee once in a while is good, just like taking uh, tea. If you abuse it, mm -hmm. then most likely you are covering up on something you are lacking that's most likely rest. So what about we take your coffee off when you exchange it for something and the, mo the moment you need to rest, go rest. Okay, no problem. Then take the coffee off. Once, if you drink daily, then reduce it three times a week, start resting. What happens? The person starts feeling good. Now he has an extra punch of energy. And the first thing they do is overwork. So then all the effort in reducing that little hack of your daily life that keeps you to work now that you have the extra punch of energy, you're working extra hours. So it's not it's not actually doing any good. So I will go specifically and ask, hey, let me know if you have right now the extra punch, where would you waste it? <laughs> because the wise way of doing it is that, okay, now I have more energy. Now I can start probably taking care of my body. Now I can start preparing my own meals. Now I can start going to bed earlier or waking up earlier and then start trying to catch up with daily timing and my uh, daily flow and eventually catch up with everything. But if we are trying to nurture you and the first moment you have your extra dollars, you will buy a beer, then probably we will be always in this vicious cycle 
never trying to get out. At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa red light therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code COLLAB15, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-15, for a discount on your device. I think that's a pretty cool way to um, discover what your you know, uh, less ideal habits are (laughs) for sure to say, okay, if you had this extra energy, what, you know, what would you do with it right now? That's, that's cool. Um, but I think regardless of the pro the approach, definitely what we're both getting at is you got to find the root of the problem <laughs> instead yeah. of just masking the, the symptoms or, or the effects of the problem for sure. Um, you know, coffee in and of itself is not inherently a terrible substance, right? But if you're, it has if you're using it to, you know, if you're, you, it's, it's not a replacement for sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's, that's a really good example of, um, you know, like I said, regardless of the, the strategy, like what, what we really need to try to do in these cases. So when we were preparing for our conversation and the topic, um, today, and I think it's interesting how this is all organically coming together. Um, we were talking about, again, the idea of containment of potential Mm. and how to have those reserves and nurture our reserves so that we can channel it into the things that are more strategic and best service rather than depleting. Um, and, and you were saying, Josue, a lot, a, a lot of your fascination in, um, you know, perhaps your studies in seeking that harmony and balance has to do with the timing and having a greater knowledge. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, for example, well, going a little, um, uh, a level above the body, there we can also take for example the seasons Mm -hmm. taking into account that we want to change something we want to start something uh the the broadest approach will be looking at the seasons Mm -hmm. example uh, many people decided that new year's resolutions (laughs) have to start in january right the only problem with that, or only a note on that, is that January is still winter. And winter is a planning stage, not an execution stage. So most mm. likely, if you go with your, let's say, like, like the modern time timing, uh, now it's the new year, now you need to start, now you need to start doing something, most likely you will fail. Mm-hmm. Because winter is still 
planning, you need to retreat, you need to cover yourself, avoid uh, any external winds, etc. And when the spring comes, now it's time to start putting out that effort to start planting your seeds. So it's the same. You started, you decided that you're going to change your life uh, in autumn. Probably that won't work because autumn is a moment to gather, to you already work. Now you have to pick up your results. So in that in that sense, timing in a broader sense, if I will start by that one. Well, can that can that be adapted as well? Because you know, if if you've got someone and it's September or January, you know, not not a springtime month, and they are, you know, feeling that motivation and that that need and that desire to change, you wouldn't necessarily want to suppress that either, oh, right? Yeah. I agree, I agree on that. Actually, well, that's where the that's where actually the timing gets uh, interesting mm -hmm. in the sense of that, well, uh, Lisa will also know about this too. There is a way of finding good dates and good energy. Usually in, in feng shui, they call it being the right place at the right time, doing the right activity. So the broader sense means like the overall cycle. Um, so if you are able to start in spring, that's double thumbs up because probably you'll find the day and then you'll go with the energy of the natural cycle of the earth, right? But yeah, September came and actually have a project. Then what can I do? And that will get into a more specific detailed view of it. Um, that can actually tailor your activity into the time for you specifically to start with, let's say, good energy. As is in the macro cycle of things, there are also small cycles. So the year is a cycle, the month is a cycle, the day is a cycle. Mm -hmm. So in, even in within the day, there are hours that you can actually point, pinpoint into the month, day, hour, person, and year to propel that um, and say that that purpose, and also the other way around. There, even if you have all your energy, if you find, if you dramatically get caught into a bad day, a bad time, with the bad. Uh, location that no matter how much effort you input into it, it will fail. So that's, I think, one part of the importance of starting to understand the cycles. Um, if you start, one thing I, I usually say is that if you start getting in, in sync with the universe, starting with your body, you start sleeping at your time, eating at your time, understanding that spring is for something, eating accordingly with spring, then summer, then Indian summer, then autumn, then winter, take care of yourself. Eventually, even without that math knowledge, 
you'll sink and flow with nature. Then you'll say you'll be what we usually say, you are flowing with nature, not trying to catch up into the flow. Yeah. And that, that reminds me of what we were talking about before we pressed record as well, which was that, well, a couple of different things using our, our, you know, sturdy vessels and using this sense and understanding of the timing of the universe to better, um, to better deal with change, change that's out of your control, change, you know, not talking about personal development type changes that you're making for yourself, but things, you know, like I said, things that are out of your control that may tend to throw you off, throw your energy off, um, throw your performance off. So can you talk a little bit about using that timing, that understanding of the, uh, what, is there a name to this, to this calendar? What is, what is there, the... there are several methods uh, under Chinese metaphysics. And I think there are other methods around the world from different cultures. The one I'm okay. most familiar of is with Chinese metaphysics. Uh, uh, maybe called date selection uh, uh-huh. in, a, in a general sense. So yeah, actually, uh, according to this theory, when you are born, you have some intrinsic characteristics uh, of yourself. Usually Chinese um, metaphysics uh, gives you a branch and a stem, meaning a piece of heaven and a piece of earth that comes together into you and specifically you under that combination, you work along with the rest of the nature. And that will eventually give you a way of timing yourself along the year, along the day, along the month, along the bigger cycles, 20 years, 60 years. And as I I like very much what one of my teachers says, a crisis is only a crisis if you don't know it's coming. So if you know it's coming. Yeah, because some some of my friends say, okay, I know I'm going to be laid off. You know, according to my analysis, I know I'm going to be laid off. So I'm already searching for something, searching for opportunities, having the right day and the right time for the right activity like job search. So the best the best time to search for a job is while you still still have one, right? Mm-hmm. So by the time my laid off comes, I am I'm already prepared. So that may not be a crisis, it's become it just became an opportunity mm-hmm. to move on and make better uh decisions also if i know this year they usually make it like for example clashes or you have years that are good to you are propel you some years that clash with you so if you already know for example this year for me is a clash so starting something i will have to look for very specific dates so my intentions are not just overwhelmed by the overall energy of the year but if there is a year that's actually good for me, then probably the previous year, I'm already prepared. So when it comes, I'll put, uh, how do you call it, all the meat to the barbecue pit and have a <laughs> great meal. Otherwise, just lay low, 
Um, be aware that probably this year is going to be challenging. So take your time, read all the signs, and be aware of what can happen around you. So um, for starters, well, my, my first uh, tip in that sense will be know a little bit more about yourself. There are plenty of websites that can do your Chinese chart, if so to speak, or speak for with an actual consultant, for example, like Lisa, and get your reading and on with your consultant, understand a little bit more how the years years coming for you, uh, what you can do in this year, what, and the dates that you can use. Uh, for example, there are some dates. Generically speaking, uh, days that are called um, separating days, where technically the energy is exhausted because there is a change, and that will be the equinoxes. So many people like to go to the pyramids and do some sort of ritual. The day before, it's the, the chi is exhausted. It could be like an um, extinct day in between that change. So if you decided that you're going to start a project in the spring um, or the solstice, the summer solstice, probably won't have that impact. So be aware, for example, of those little, of, of those little uh, changes or timing that will make a big difference. Like... Uh, what my teacher says, if you cannot choose a good day, at least don't choose the bad ones. Mm. Very interesting. I think it all comes back to discernment too, and having that awareness um, and being able to feel uh, where you, you know, where, when, and recognize when you are feeling depleted, um, when you are not feeling inspired, um, that would be a time for you to check in. And no matter what, no matter what, philosophy background, um, you know, your practice school of thought is really, um, Josue, like you're talking about a knowing of oneself. Um, I love in our studies that we do reach out and learn through an environmental science and study the cycles of the universe in that way. But I don't want to discount that maybe, you know, there's, I, what I love is in learning feng shui and talking with people from other schools of thought and practices that we all come to the same conclusion oftentimes. If I'm talking to something from Vedic astrology versus what I am practicing or even um, divination through the Yi Jing, our, what we find and discover and share, they are all uh, teaching us the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. And oftentimes we know this in, in a well-aligned person, their mindset, they're very healthy, their body is very healthy, they're very in tune. They are aware when there's rumblings at work and they might need to be starting to look elsewhere. And rather than existing in panic mode, they know they're going to be firm in there. They're going to take care of themselves. They're going to get their finances in order. They're going to um, work on their image and what, you know, maintain um, their power, their chi in a way that they're able to attract new opportunities and just step into them versus someone who is living in crisis mode and without any awareness of self or the cycles, um, or knowing that, you know, sometimes we, we cannot, well, all the times so we, we, we are not responsible, nor can we change, um, what someone else chooses. 
Um, so operating from that place is a, is a lack position and really just very, you know, self-punishing. And when we're, um, you know, talking about each of us being entrepreneurs too, um, and I think we can all agree we're all students forever, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we're Mm -hmm. all students forever, but when you are getting into a healthy mindset and you attract people, like-minded people to have these conversations and awareness about you and, and collaborate in that, um, you know, it's, well, it's affirming, um, and it's re it is again, very restorative of chi and, um, it's more, it's more attracting of, um, beneficial opportunities versus, um, anything we might perceive as like a wall or a block or, (laughs) Yeah, and um, actually everything starts if we want to see it by steps. Is uh, like we were talking in the beginning. It's also we both were saying. Well, first you need the vessel, right? If my also my teacher says the first thing that goes out when someone gets sick is the virtue. So you cannot expect someone to be compassionate and be mm-hmm. passionate about life if it's if you're not well nurtured. Because you'll mm. be what you just you just said, you'll be trying to survive, not mm-hmm. not living your life. You'll be trying to survive around your circumstances. So that gone, it's almost impossible for you to flow into the actual natural timing because you're already struggling. So yeah, first part I'll do is definitely step back make a pause, most likely you are being depleted because you're already tired. So listen to your body, rest a little bit, find someone you can trust that can help you get into a healthier mode. And then everything else kind of starts putting into place. It's it's just the same. If you start going bad in one leg of your chair, you'll fall down. Mm-hmm. But if you can put everything straight, then you can keep building on top of it. And then timing will actually be even natural. Some people seem to be very lucky. But for me, it's just that they are natural in understanding the way nature flows. So that I like how you just re- reframed lucky. Well, that's yeah. how I was going to, uh, I, I was having this side thought that I thought maybe wouldn't be that helpful, but um, I thought it would be an interesting experiment to like have someone who is or who fancies themselves, you know, pretty in tune with themselves, in tune with the natural flow of the universe um, already and have them sort of like journal out a whole year and see how it compares to, you know, the date recommendations, um, without them even necessarily knowing ahead of time what they are. That would be really interesting to see how people, uh, you know, fared. You can actually actually do it in a month. It would would Mm -hmm. be enough, uh, Data, yeah. Data, yeah. I mean, a year would be amazing, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> because you can see the ups and downs. Yeah. But in a month, you can have a pretty good guess if they are doing good because uh-huh. you can choose a bad month and see how they navigate or you can choose a good month and see how they navigate. And if that will give you essentially 
you can see their actions. Usually people that actually, they say they are um, very wealthy or they have a, a good habits. If you track them down, if you just strip them out, all you will see is that they go to sleep when they need to sleep. They eat usually at the same time. They usually intake everything they need to. They don't overeat. They don't undereat. Um, they won't give up up to cravings or they won't party too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually you will see that this kind of, uh, my, my teacher says like, all your horses are aligned. So all your horses run in the same direction, then your car will go fast. If mm-hmm. one of your horses starts going to the left and the other one to the right, and that meaning from one side, you want to be super healthy and going to the gym from, from the other side, you're overworking and sleeping late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That won't make any sense. And eventually that luck won't come to you. No mm-hmm. matter how much feng shui you do, no matter how much meditation you do, that's not aligning everything. You see that a lot. I feel like, well, <laughs> I I was like this in my 20s. I was like that. I was like that in my 20s, right? I would party all the time. I would party so much, but then I would like run a half marathon or whatever. <laughs> so I'd be like, I'm healthy, you know, I'm healthy. Like, look what I can do. Um, or, you know, do whatever athletic feats. But of course, you know, yeah. uh, by the time that that starts to come to a head. And with me, it was, it, you know, I got pregnant when I was 30. So you just, you just do stop all the things, you know, you stop all the craziness. Um, but uh, you know, I think a lot of people get to that, either never get to that point or they get to that point. And then all of a sudden it's just like, they go from being able to get away with it to being fully sick. Like there's no, you don't really notice the, the regression (laughs) until your body just goes, Nope, no more. (laughs) Yeah. And actually that's, that's a good tip for the people who's listening that it's young enough. Be mindful that everything has a cost. Mm -hmm. Everything you do has a cost, a a price tag. Essentially is your chi or what we call TCM, your jing, your essence. And that essence stores in the in the kidneys and the initial essence you get is from your parents so if your parents were healthy when you were born most likely you have a huge bank account that mm-hmm. no matter you smoke you drink you sleep late you don't cover yourself you overeat you go to the gym two times a, a week and then run the marathon and then go party for six days in a row all of that body will eventually come to homeostasis by itself. It knows what to do. The only difference is that by that time you have money to pay. So your bank account, mm. your reserves are there for you. So, oh, I overate. I ate two pizzas in a row and then ice cream. Oh, no problem. There you go. I have to pay. Then the next day I go party and I drink six shots of tequila. No problem. Uh, and the next day I wake up early and go run a marathon. No problem. There you go. There's reserves to pay. But eventually that reserves start running low. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that running low 
came come into the they manifest into the body saying hey you have no more reserves so now you need to lay down what happens you get sick and you get sick for two or three days you don't stop then you'll get sicker uh you'll get more sick and more sick every time uh that was actually or you're just you know seemingly all of a sudden although it's never all of a sudden but you're chronically Ill, you've got high blood pressure which leads Correct. to all the other things or you've got prediabetes which leads to all the other things <laughs> and yeah. it's like i but i didn't feel i've been healthy i didn't feel that happening you're not gonna feel it happening yeah actually that yeah. that's I, I came up the other day with a little story tell my cousin i said usually the weak the weaker people survive and it was like, that. that's not true. It's the other way around. Yeah, the only thing is that if we see it from this perspective, when you are born, if you are born with a low bank account, meaning mm -hmm. you're a child that gets sick often, you will, along your early days, you will learn to take care of yourself. Mm. You know that you cannot overeat because you'll get sick. You know you cannot stay up late because you'll get sick. You know, every time you go out, you need to cover or you'll get sick. You cannot drink cold drinks because you'll get sick. In the long run, you'll start learning that. And eventually, every time you eat, you need to eat healthy. Other guys, otherwise, you get sick. What happens in the long run? This care starts building up into your reserves. So you started with 20 gene reserves along your life, then it will start building up and you may end up being a very healthy individual up to 120 years. What happens with the very healthy babies? They go out without shoes, not a problem. Don't get sick. They overeat, they eat candy, they can take all type of punishment to the body, not a problem. What happens? When they get to 25, 30 years old, they keep those habits, but they don't realize they've been overspending for the past 30 years of their life. And now all of a the sudden they become extremely vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And now what happens? Now you need to start taking, you need to start learning what you have, what you just needed to learn when you were two years old, five years old. And then as we say grandma advice, right? Now you cannot go out of the gym all sweaty because you'll catch a cold. Mm. So it slowly, slowly, you start building up all those habits. Some people do, some people don't. It depends. Yeah. I could talk about this stuff all day. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's really just scratching the surface. But um, what I like about that story too is how, you know, even if we start out with a low bank account, um, we're able to empower ourselves by examining our own selves and being in tune with ourselves and creating mm -hmm. um, the health and wealth that we deserve and that self and that place of self-worth rather than, um, you know, um, having expectations that I have all the wealth and I start out with all the wealth in the world and I can, um, I can treat myself poorly or have bad habits. I will be fine. And then expecting to have those, those good results 
um, for yeah. a lifetime. And that manifests in how we talk a lot about business. What was, what was it that Dr. Miriam said last week? She said, like, don't you dare, what, what did she say? Don't you dare not put value in yourself. Mm-hmm. Something like that. How um, dare you have low self-worth? How, how dare you have low yeah. self um, to believe that you're not worthy of the most pristine everything that you nourish yourself with, that you, the energy that you output, um, you know, it's, if we can believe in some sense that, you know, the, the energy of the environment is connected to us, is connected to our experiences, like they're all in, in one way intertwined. If we're not respecting and loving ourselves, um, then we're depleting mm-hmm. in all areas um, of those who are around us, so on and so forth. So um, I think this is really cool that we just cracked, <laughs> we just cracked <laughs> open more of the topic um, of that, you know, a containment of potential that we have and having that ability to have an awareness of time and be empowered in the decisions that we make from a place of wholeness um, rather than um, depletion. And, you know, I always think about um, when you're telling these stories of of depletion and and I think of I always think of like when people are drowning in water and like they're just like going underwater and the people around them and they start like grabbing at them and pulling them underwater, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like scrapping to rather rather than you know being you know composed and you know. Oh, really that, that's taking- another. That's another rabbit hole you don't want to go in because <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of uh, stories yeah. about that. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's do a part two. <laughs> sure. I'll be happy to. Thank you so much. We're so honored to have you join us today. And I'm so happy to meet you and have you in our circle and, and certainly, you know, within um within the Conscious Collaboration Collective. It's a joy to have you and with the International Feng Shui Guild. Um, We're going to be dropping some links within the description so people know how to get in touch with you. Um, Do you have a preference in how people reach out to you? No, it could be Instagram. Message me through website. I'll be happy. Even I think part of I'm in the group of the Conscious Collaboration Facebook. So I'll be happy also to interact over there. Oh, wonderful. We need a conversation inside of the Conscious Collaboration Collective on Facebook. And guys, any last things we want to say before we leave? Uh, well, my my nuggets <laughs> are, uh, you know, take care of the vessel. Timing matters. Flowing and f- connecting with nature and connecting with the flow of the universe can change everything to your benefit. And, uh, you know, we've learned of, at least it's, it's new to my knowledge, this awesome tool that, uh, that Hoseway is so knowledgeable, knowledgeable about uh, to add to our toolbox of things that we can look at to assist us in connecting with that divine timing, with that divine flow of the universe so that everything in our lives can just work and feel better. Thank you very much. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me, for having me. I want to congratulate you because what you're doing is really nice. 
Um, I believe that if out of this podcast we are able to awaken one person, I think the the goal is met. So absolutely, I'm I'm happy to be here, happy to be back, and yeah, for me, learning timing on this crazy world is mm-hmm. it has been proven a very valuable tool, even from the very simple things like when to travel and when to not, up to the very complex things on when to build a house or when to start a project, when to meet your possible uh, next joint venture, etc. So yeah, definitely nurture the vessel. Emily and Lisa are here to help you. I think they are the best to give you the foundation and well, keep building on top of it. Love it. Oh, so nice. So nice. So we're so happy to have you. And um, well, guys, I'm going to let you go for the rest of your day. I have a lot to think about. And I, I love that idea. Like there's got to be something there, Emily and Hostway, about like marrying up the idea of journaling and then having the calendar eyes. Like maybe that's a collaboration we do. (laughs) Well, I don't, I don't design research projects and I don't really want to, but I think it's a really good uh, study study idea (laughs) for someone who's into that. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, let's continue this conversation inside the collective. I'll see you guys there. So um, I'll see you in five. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at consciouscollaborationpodcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.